When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back, back, run like a wild man. I watched you struggle and I watched you wrestle with them angels. From Auburn University, Bo Jackson. Jordan Hare Stadium time is 9.15 p.m. My name is Ryan Starrett on Twitter at Ryan S. Starrett. The yeah, S stands for starting to check out, honestly. Uh, probably not what you want to hear from your host tonight, but it's the truth. So one side of me, a man who uh, laughed in the face of the flu last week and just kept on hating. It's Chief. It's pronounced Jordan. <laughs> and to the other side of me, the best golfer West Mississippi has seen in the last, like, 12 hours, probably. Uh, it's our buddy James Jones. Well, you know, four birdies in a round is, is what we're going to focus on. Gonna move forward. <laughs> that is what the scorecard that had your name on it said, right? That is correct. No further questions. Uh huh. Were there uh, uh, bogeys involved later? Nope. Double bogeys involved later? That's all we're going to focus on, Chief. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> no bogeys. Uh, Four birdies. I got you. Yep. Well, we are not going to focus on. Uh, what happened uh, in Oxford, Mississippi last weekend. There's just no real point. I mean, unless you guys have any, uh, you know, just strong opinions ready to go, uh, I'm ready to just put that in the rearview mirror. I love Tank Bigsby and Jarquez Hunter. Yeah. Sure. Uh, the, the line played okay, I thought. Yeah, we we ran the ball fine. It's, yeah. Anyways, uh I want to talk about the program that might be poised to become the best program on campus, best team on campus. And that would be the gymnastics team. Um, big week in recruiting. I mean, obviously, you know, you've got the all around gold medalist on campus. It never hurts. Right. Um, program went to the final four last year. It's, it's pretty good. Um, but in the last week, uh, three, four stars committed uh, on top of another five-star and a three-star already in the 2024 class. Um, so that that 2024 class, uh, you said it's, it's five deep right now. Uh, five-star Olivier Hearn from Memphis, four-star Caitlin Jong from Allen, Texas. Shout out, Crow. Uh, four-star Marissa Neal from Blue Springs, Missouri. Another four-star Sophia Bell, also from Blue Springs, Missouri, assuming they're friends coming together. Uh, and, and then three-star Anna Flynn Cashin. Um, said three of those commits, uh, the three four-stars actually, all were in the last week. Um, I don't know what spurned that, but, you know, it's, it's good to see. Um, that 2024 recruiting class is certainly better than what we have in uh, for the football program. I can leave it at that, I think. Um, but that also gives us a five-star in four straight classes with uh, Suni Lee being the first one, 
Uh, Olivia Graves, who's going to be a freshman this year. Julianne Huff, who is going to be a freshman next year. And then Olivia, who I mentioned already. Um, do you guys think there's any reason why this can't become the, the best program on campus? Say it's a question. I mean, you know. I, I don't understand why it wouldn't be. Uh, <laughs> Are we going to become a gym? Given the, yeah, give, given the number of athletes that you bring in, that you compete with, you know, you talk about, we draw back to football with like a blue chip ratio. That's like a 90 to 80% blue chip ratio. So that's, that's better than what like Alabama and Ohio state deal with football. So yeah, that's pretty um, absurd. it, uh, I mean, it was the best program on campus last year for sure. Um, I mean, they made a Final Four. I don't think anybody else did that, did they? Women's golf? Women's golf. Yeah, okay. The golf teams. All right. All right. Uh, but from, just from like a sustained success, I mean, this is setting up, you know, SUNY's back this year. Darren Goburn's back this year. My guess might be that they're both going to move on after this year. Uh, SUNY for the Olympics, Darian, because she's a you know COVID senior. Yeah, she has uh, to. Right. Yeah. Um, so this is kind of setting you up for the next cycle. I mean, s- several of these girls are you know, competing this weekend for uh, U.S. national team spots in the World Championships. Um, not to say that they're all going to necessarily be Team USA you know, per- you know, participants, but uh, this is just kind of stocking that um, potential Olympians. Uh, now, now you, you said Julianne Huff earlier. Is this a- yes, not, not the dancer. Yeah, it's spelled her last name. Are we sure? Different. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Just making sure. Uh, but we do have uh, so Marissa Neal and Sophia Bell. They're Blue Springs, Missouri, is a suburb of Kansas City. So I'm fairly certain it's the first four stars out of a Kansas City suburb that Auburn has signed in any sport since Braden Smith. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Lake of Kansas, complete other side. It's like a 45 minute probably drive. Is that your that your Lawrence? But he, yeah, he would be between okay. Lawrence and uh, and Casey, yeah. Okay. Well, start building that uh, Missouri pipeline, kind of like Arkansas for basketball. Sure. For sure. <laughs> like I said, this this is the 2024 recruiting class, so they, you know, they've got a little bit of time before they're competing for Auburn, but um, I, mean, I don't not, see any reason why this doesn't set Auburn up through the next Olympic cycle to be one of the premier programs in, in college gymnastics. I'm not going to pretend to know how they determine the star ratings for these. Uh, these not even a little here. bit. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, there there is uh, like one central recruiting you know, like college gym news, I think, um, and it's. I mean, they have state championships and nationals and these Team USA events and kind of stuff. So there's there's ways to see these these girls at you know high profile events, but. Cool. Yeah, so some good news there. Uh, I think as fun as last season was for the gym, gymnastics team, I think that's going to continue. Yeah, uh, I have tickets. Not sure if I'm going to be able to use them. So uh, <laughs> uh, if anybody needs tickets, let me know. Uh, you have to mention the podcast to be able to get them, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, any of you Orange and True Anons, uh, uh, well, you know, want to uh, want to go to a gym gym meet? Uh, hit me up on the old 
twitter.com or text message if slack whatever uh and uh, i might can help you out i'm gonna be pretty busy uh for the next few months so just so much star wars content i mean you just, yeah you're yeah not gonna leave the house that's it you'll be watching andor on repeat that's it no uh, uh that would have been when the first one came i had a lot of extra time uh, sitting around the house this time i'm not gonna have a lot of extra time <laughs> so. All right, well, let's go on to another program uh, we like to talk about right now, uh, the Auburn basketball team. We are under three weeks from tip-off of the season, um, and maybe from the time you're hearing this, I think we'll be exactly two weeks from the scrimmage uh, against UAH. Um, we're going to have a deeper season preview, roster preview, all of that uh, with Will next week. He's going to come on, and uh, especially during the bye week. Um, we'll have plenty of time to, to dig into that. Uh, just to hit on a few things real quick, though. Alan Flanagan back with the team uh, last week, practicing. No issues there. I mean, we're not going to really know what was going on. It's a family matter, but it sounds like whatever that is is resolved. He's he's playing again. No uh, no further concerns there. Uh, related, Coach Flanagan is also back. Yes. Yeah. They are family, so a family matter. You know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, ranking started coming in this week as well. Uh, number 15, the AP poll, which I think is the fourth highest SEC team. 13 in Ken Palm, which is the third highest SEC team. Kind of about, you know, where we would have thought. I mean, who's I above think. us? Uh, I'm just going to guess. Uh, Kentucky, uh, Arkansas, Tennessee. Uh, looking at Ken Palm, because that's what I have pulled up. Yeah, Kentucky preseason number one. Uh, Tennessee number four. Oh, wow. Arkansas 14 right behind us. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of to be expected with the computer metric with as much turnover as they have. I mean, they have no returning production, basically. Yeah. Um, so that's all just recruiting talent and transfers for them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which they did a great job with. Yeah. And you can't, you know, basketball is one of those where you only have to be hot at the end of the year. And if you have the talent, that's going to, you know, it's the Kentucky model, right? You, know, right. you, you might drop a couple games early as these guys are going to play together, but um, they're going to be tough as, as anybody at the end of the year. Um, yeah, and I think that's Bruce's philosophy too. He he is not necessarily upset, you know, if we lose a game early in the season to somebody right. that we'll probably destroy in March yeah. if we're peaking in March. But I mean, you say that, but we haven't really lost a non-con game to somebody we shouldn't lose to, and uh, I can't remember the last time. Yeah, it, I, I think that would be his philosophy. It's just we just don't do it because we're yeah. that good I think I think Bruce schedules really well to yeah. know, hey, this team needs some easy W's or needs some challenges, you know, based off the experience he's got. Um, and it just kind of fits and works out well for us. I mean, obviously, there's been the non-con losses, you know, lose to Gonzaga and, and Baylor, but, yeah. Those okay. teams were pretty decent that year. Yeah, nobody that we shouldn't have lost either. Um, further down to the SEC, you get you said Arkansas at 14, Alabama at let's see 18, and that's really kind of the the upper crust. Um, the next one down is Florida. They're all the way down to 35. So yeah, that that top four or five teams is really um, going to be the contenders. I think in the SEC. <laughs> 
Uh, just honest vibe check before the, uh, the preseason hype kind of starts peaking in a week or two. Because um, it still feels kind of off-season right now, right? And yeah. Where do you guys feel yeah. about what just, you expect I, out of this team? Um, I just got to uh, ask a quick question. Yeah. You good over there, James? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, my phone is about to die, so I'm going to make sure we're up. I was wondering what was going on over there. Sound of the, <laughs> you were digging through a treasure chest over there. <laughs> Sorry. I should have muted it. My uh, uh, okay. As far as vibes go, uh, you know, I feel pretty good. Why wouldn't I feel good? Just, just uh, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm excited that I have confirmed uh, tickets to two games this year, neither of which are going to be in Auburn Arena. But hey. we've got Holiday Hoops giving tickets. We've got tickets to uh, the Bandy game in Nashville, which will be fun. Uh, given how fast they they sold out in six, the, the allotment that was given to the Auburn, the greater Auburn, the greater Nashville Auburn Club sold out in six minutes. So I think you're going to see even more of, uh, of things like that. And I think that crowd could be on the level of a, like a, a 60-40 Auburn split. It may end up looking like uh, when – when Georgia plays games, football games, it, um, wow, in, in Atlanta, Georgia Tech, where it's, you know, 80% yeah, really red black. You know, uh, football games that any of the big six play in, in, in uh, Nashville. have Andy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's usually how they turn out. So I'm, I'm excited for that. I just, you know, I want to see this team play. I think they're going to be very, very fun. I think they're going to be fun to watch. They were fun to watch in Israel. I they think were. that's going to change. Yeah. If I'm being objective, uh, I mean, there's there's definitely some things that I like about this team, uh, specifically the, the returning experience at guard. Um, Bruce hasn't had his top two guards back since the Final Four season, and he hasn't had his top three guards back in, well, his entire time at Auburn, actually. Um, I mean, think about it, even as good a teams as we've had the last few years, it's been with a whole new set of guards every year, just about. Um, so having Wendell back, having KD back, having Zep back, um, already kind of settled into their roles on this team. Another year of experience, you know, they're, they're all, they're not new to the SEC this year. Um, I think that's going to be a, a strong point, whereas last year it was, I mean, pretty obviously the weak point, I think. Um, and I think, I'm, you know, maybe I'm reading into some of the uh, some of the things that, that Ferger's written on The Observer, some of the things we've seen elsewhere. My favorite, my, my two favorite players on this team are Dylan Cardwell and Katie Johnson, and I think Katie is – going to be a better version of what he was at Georgia with the experience that he got last year. And if he is shooting as well as he shot at Georgia with the maniacal aspect of him <laughs> last year, uh, he is going to fully vault himself into my favorite basketball player of all time. I, I think I in, in the heat of the moment, I think I put him ahead of Doc 
last year, and he may he's he's right there with Doc Robinson, but uh, I think this year uh, could could vault him past uh, when he goes. Twenty-five, eight, and five with uh, eight threes against Alabama this year. It's going to put them over, I think. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, um, and it, especially <laughs> if it's a four-point play to give us a hundred. I'm going to need them to wear. I'm going to need him to wear some uh, some bagger shorts if he's going to replace Doc on my list. Well, that was the that was the style, <laughs> you know. I, I, I wish I could remember the the point guard that Ole Miss had back then, but the guy oh, was dude. like five seven. Yeah, dude. And he wore shorts that went all the way down mid. White skin with mid-shin. a with a high top fade, and he was all, all yep. of five feet tall. Uh, yeah, that was him. Incredible, incredible. Uh, yeah, ima- Ryan, imagine if Josh Wallace wore <laughs> shorts that would have fit Austin Wiley. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I forget that guy's name. He was there forever, too. Uh, oh, yeah. He was a four-year starter. Oh, man. Um, yeah. Those, the, the, the style was something back then. Uh, I mean, I, I still don't care to wear shorts that don't hit my knees, but, you know, whatever. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not a high-level athlete, so I don't have any say in what anybody's wearing. Um, <coughs> and I don't care what they wear. I'm just talking about not, myself here. Not us guys out there. I kind of got you. No, 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 not me. It could, that could also be because my legs are a mile long. Uh, so, you know, a little thigh is way too much. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm excited for this team. I, I, I'm, I'm excited to see the new pieces. Um, excited to see Dylan and, and see if he can come on and come along and be a main player in this team and uh, like James pointed out KD I'd like to see how he is now that he's you know settled it more settled in um, we've got setback we've got Wendell back um, you know a lot of last year's fun was we had the best post player in the conference uh, offensively I'd say and defense he's a great defender too um, you now of course Shibwe is another animal altogether as far as rebounds and um i mean doing a double double every single night like 20 and 20 is crazy but um uh you know i I think walker was still definitely one of the best fives in the league and in basketball there's there's a reason one of them's on an nba roster and one is back in the sec this year right um and 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 really that difference is their height i mean that's yeah that, yeah. that, that 34 inches means a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's yeah, what she but... said. Um, uh, the, the Jabari, too. I mean, you know, that was a lot of it, it'll be a long time before we see another player like that uh, play for Auburn. I mean, most teams never see one like that play for their team. So, um, but this team's, you know, it's, it's totally different the way it's going to be set up because of that, because those two guys are not gone. We're not built around those two players. I think it's a more balanced team. Um, we'll see how well they can shoot. Uh, I, I'm not really putting a whole lot of into whatever's coming out of practice and all that stuff. I mean, talk about yeah, practice. Not yeah. a game. It's not I a game. Are, I think there could be some games that we just. There's one of those games where we just cannot throw it in the ocean sure. and 
Everybody has goes a little awry. And, you know, it, it, it could be something like Memphis or, you know, we, we play some tough teams. We play Memphis, yeah. USC, West, uh, Washington. Um, there, there's one thing I know about Bruce, though, is that this team's going to defend and they're going to make it really, really hard on every every team we play. Um, and so that's that's just going to give us a chance to win no matter what, um, even if we can't drop one in the ocean. Uh, I, I think this could be a team that that gets hot on defense. Yeah, just keeps that just frustrates a team to no end and just keeps getting fast breaks and goes on. You yeah, know, and, and Chief, you're old enough to remember this. Ryan's not that. What the ninety the ninety nine team would do is mm. they would play tight with a team for some period of the first half and then all of a sudden they yep. would go on like a 19-2 run. Yep. Because all of a sudden defense would click and they would just run off a 19-2 run in in 3 minutes and all of a yep. sudden a game that was a a 7 a 6 7 point game is now a blowout. Yeah, and like I don't I don't know half those points would be dunks. Like it, it was just Yeah. It was crazy. That, that's yeah. I mean that that I would love it if this team just so what if they can't shoot threes? If they just get easy layups for you know sixty points a game and then score the rest through conventional offense, well, that's um, what was missing last year was a you know a solid yeah. uh, interior offense, um, especially yeah, for I, guards. But our, our transition can, uh, wasn't as right. wasn't working. and that was due to having three new guards. Yeah, like that's true. I think that gets cleaned up a lot and looks uh, pretty good this year. Um, yep. Any other thoughts on basketball before we throw to commercial? I'm just ready. I'm ready, ready to see it. Um, we're 20 Excellent. days away uh, as we record this, I think. So, uh, uh, ready to see. Uh, people are already peacocking out there. I see on, on Twitter today. I see, oh yeah, it's coming back. New peacock. Uh, pictures. Ryan uh, is getting a what LED peacock setup. Is that what I, what I was seeing there? <laughs> Somebody shared that uh, at Lowe's. It's I think it's a Christmas like out, like a yard light up thing already in store. Oh, I don't know what Chris, uh, peacocks have to do with Christmas, but oh, uh, just it lights up. That's about it. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, maybe it's a Halloween display. I don't know. I think it's just a peacock display. <laughs> Uh, any other thoughts, James? Nope. Uh, no. Just, uh, <laughs> All right. We'll go to basketball. Then. Yeah. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And we're back at 22 and a half minutes or so. Um, Hey, Ryan, we didn't start off the show talking about your tricky trees. We got a point today. I did say we're talking about football here, so yeah, um... Nottingham Forest did one of the most difficult things I have to imagine you can do in soccer, and that's um, not lose a game in which you don't put a shot on goal. 
Everton's uh, done that yeah. way more times than I would like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Nottingham Forest going against Brighton today. Uh, got outshot 19 to 3, 7 nothing shots on goal. Um, just never had anything on offense, but, uh, you know, got that 0 0 draw. It's a Nin- 19. Points, Ryan. Halfway to 12. Yeah. There you go. You, uh, you just you need to think about not how many points you have. Is how many points you're away from forty? Oh, because no one is away from that. Chief, correct me if I'm wrong, but no one has ever gotten relegated if they're not forty. I think that's right. And the last few years, you didn't even really need forty. So, uh, right? Yeah, I mean, Everton had with thirty-nine last year. Yeah, yeah, they are. Bo Jackson points away from it. Well, there you go. Keep on keeping on. Uh, if I if I look at the schedule, I believe it's um, Liverpool and, and Arsenal coming up. That's oof. It's <laughs> tough. Those are some easy wins on the on the schedule. There, God, right? Godspeed to you guys. Keep 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 yeah, clean sheets I, against those teams. Yeah, I I hope you just absolutely destroy Liverpool. Please, as I hope for sure. everyone in any. Yes, exactly. Uh, all right. Well, let's turn to back to Auburn. Um, all right, so Chief and I had a little bit of discussion earlier today uh, on Twitter, and uh, I want to kind of rehash it here. Okay. I think it, I think it, you know, was productive. Um, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to lay out the facts of the Auburn athletic director coaching situation, a few rumors, things you might be able to infer that are not facts. Um, and then we're going to kind of talk about what that means and, um, you know, what the go forward is from that. So facts, Auburn has not fired Brian Harson as of this recording. Auburn has not hired an athletic director as of this recording. Rich McGlynn, the interim, is a candidate for the AD spot. John Hartwell, the AD at Utah State, is also a candidate for that spot. Um, and anyone who is telling you that any head coach currently employed or not is a leading candidate for the head coaching job at Auburn is lying or just a puppet for someone else. Whether that's an agent, another coach, a booster, whoever. There is, there is no I, leading candidate at this point because there's yeah. no AD. I would have put so, that under, not under inferences, rumors, somewhere in between. No. Okay. But here's, here's what makes it a fact. I'm not saying there are no candidates. Sure. For the coaching's job. I'm saying that there is no leading candidate. If someone tomorrow says, yeah, yeah, the favorite no, for the Auburn job. Yeah. No. Yeah, there's no, there's no favorites. Yeah. All right. So those are the facts. We can all agree on that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Rumors and inferences. Uh, President Chris Roberts is running this transition by a plan he may have set when he got hired before the season, somewhere in there. And he's not wavering on it. That's, you know, might be why you're not seeing any action. Um, even though people are eating a little antsy at this point. Um, it, it's, well, we'll talk about it. Talk about it later. Uh, Auburn, and I put that in quotes, Auburn as an entity, uh, wants the new athletic director to fire Harson, and they don't want the interim, Rich McGlynn, to do that. I think if it was Rich's job to fire Harson, it would have already happened. Yeah. And the reason we haven't seen that is because there is no new athletic director. 
again, not a fact, just kind of what you can infer by looking at the situation. And the last thing, Auburn doesn't want to look like Auburn. Yeah. I've, I've heard that a few different yeah. places. Um, and essentially, it's Auburn has a reputation of being crazy, jumping the gun, quick trigger finger about firing coaches, and they're they're doing their due diligence to not. Even though, even though they don't there. really yeah. have, even though it's not really I, true. I understand. It just, but it, it, that a perception is, thing. Yeah. That is 100% perception. Yes. Right. Perception is is often reality, and I I honestly think what's what got a lot of people in line was when Brent Venables took the Oklahoma job and talked about the reason he didn't the reason he's not at Auburn right now. Yeah, whether you know whether he was a leading candidate or whether he really wanted the job or not, he I believe alignment was the word. Alignment. Yeah, something his now, defense does not currently have. Yeah, well, when you employ Ted Newton as your defensive coordinator, alignment is going to be Look, a problem. Now, I I don't think that uh, that we would be worse off uh, than we are now, or that we wouldn't be better off. But I do think we dodged a bullet there. I know he seemed like an obvious good hire, and I don't. Uh, the guy hired Ted Roof, uh, so you, you know I would. I would almost agree with that if Harson didn't hire Mike Bobo. No, 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 no. I, I don't. <laughs> like I said, like I'm it's, not it's saying. The same thing to me. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying that we would be better off, uh, or wouldn't wouldn't be a little better off. It's sure. just long term. I just that that, that guy's not going to work out. I don't the, think. But the best thing we can say with Brian Harson right now is that he has aggressively sped up the firing process. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. He's not dragging it out. We'll 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 give him that. Yeah. And and you know what? That'll be the first positive thing I've said about him in about twelve calendar months. <laughs> is he didn't fart around. Yeah. And decide. Oh, I'm just gonna be mediocre at this job. Right, I'm right. just going to be ab, just absolutely terrible at my job at every aspect of my job. And and I'll say this: uh, as far as anyone that wants us that wants to be like, oh well, we're the new Tennessee. I. No. I'll take it right now. Well, well, yeah, right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I, their guys did not make it uh, this easy to move on. So no. uh, we're doing all right. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, I guess we can go one by yeah. one on these. The, 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 the President Chris Roberts having a plan, I, I think that's probably true i i don't think it's a i i wouldn't want to say he said i'm going to do this by this date i think it's just this is the way we're going to do this it's more of a overarching plan uh you know i don't i don't think he's set a deadline for at the beginning of the season set a deadline necessarily set in stone for things right. but but I, I i as far as having a plan i th- i think he just from the outside looking in, it, it appears they they're. This goes with that last point of Auburn not wanting to look like Auburn in quotes, um, and, and trying to look organized, trying to look like the adults in the room are in charge, um, the people that are supposed to be in charge are in charge. Um, I, I think you can take how quiet the AD search has been um, 
you know, there hasn't been a bunch of rumors about that until pretty recently. And to me, it seems most of those rumors are coming from the other end of the rumor, not the Auburn end of the rumor. Um, if, if that makes sense. Uh, so I, I've been encouraged by by what's going on. Absolutely. The only the only thing that is not encouraging is that it appears that interviews did not happen until the last week or so uh, for AD, and um, that that's a criticism I I have of what's happened here. Um, I, I think everybody knew that Alan Green was not going to be here uh, past this year. Um, Probably past when I, I mean I, I I think they did the really dumb thing that happens in all business now. Doesn't matter um, what level of business. Doesn't matter if you're working in a retail store or uh, in the boardroom of uh, a Fortune 500 company. They wait for people to quit uh, instead of or or find new opportunities instead of just getting rid of them. Uh, because it's easier to do. There's no lawsuits involved when you do that. Um, there's no. You don't. You it's don't a have mutual to pay parting severance. of ways. Yeah, you don't have to pay yeah. severance. Um, and, and I think that happened here um, for a number of reasons. I think um, some. It's hard not to blame them. Um, I, you know, I think some people will probably be angry about some uh, angry about it, but. I think he should have been let go in June, right after Roberts took over. Um, you know, give him a give Roberts a month to look at the situation. It was pretty obvious that things were not right in the athletic department, um, and we shouldn't we shouldn't have drug our feet. We should have just paid the guy's money, told him to go, took whatever PR hit that that did, and then hired someone, knowing that. What, what happened at the end of last year in football, knowing how that hire was made, knowing everything that's gone on with this, this head coaching job, we should have had a better plan in place to get rid of the AD, hire a new AD to make all these decisions early on in this season rather than, okay, now we fired him right before – what was it, a week before the season started? It was, mm-hmm. it was the week of the season starting, yeah. So, so we part ways with our AD then literally the, I mean, we're not even, <laughs> uh, you know, a month into the academic calendar, you've, you've fired the guy, uh, and you've got to look for another one, all of whom have other jobs during football season, which is anyone you'd want to hire would need to have experience running a school that takes football seriously. So it just seems like a really bad time to hire someone. Um, I guess if you're Auburn, you think, well, we're Auburn. We should be able to hire someone anyway. Whatever. That's fine. But then you drag your feet. I mean, Georgia Tech fired their entire, like, football staff and AD and everybody, and then they've, <laughs> they've managed to hire someone, fire someone and hire someone since we last did, and we didn't. So that part's concerning. And won the last two football games, too. Well, I, I think yeah. they had a, a better staff on that football team. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I wish we could have played Pitt and Duke, too. Yeah, right. 
Uh, yeah, that's a uh, reigning ACC champion, Pitt. But hey, anyway, Pitt, Pitt played Penn State a lot better than we did. Okay. I, I love Pitt as much as anyone on this podcast. I own two pieces of Pitt paraphernalia from, from homefieldapparel.com. It's still, still Pitt. Yeah, it's still Pitt. Uh, all that is to say um, that that part of this is perplexing. The quietness of it, though, has been good to see. Um, I think it would have been a worse sign if we had fired Harson two weeks ago or whenever um, than this. It, it, I can tell you right now, the people that pay his salary don't want him here. Mm-hmm. So they want him gone as early as possible. So for him to not be gone shows a level of restraint that I think is a good sign and should be taken as a good sign. No matter how much you, me, whoever thinks this is over, we need to get, we need to go ahead and end it now. It's, it's going to end down the road. Why drag it out? I, I get all that. It's just that I, having followed Auburn for so long, and all the crazy stuff that's happened, Jet Gay, uh, you know, uh, the booster going rogue and giving Gus a huge contract with a huge buyout, um, uh, the supposed coup that happened, all that stuff. The fact that those people have been restrained in any way in this case is a good sign. Yeah. So. I, it's not that I've never been more proud of Auburn for not screwing this up to this point, knocking on wood. It's that I'm, I'm, I'm just proud of Auburn for taking a step back. And it, there is someone, I don't know who, but right. someone has got everyone in line. Yeah. And it, we literally taught, we started this off by talking about alignment. If you want to talk about something we're aligned on, it's that we are aligned on firing this guy. Yeah. Yeah. But nobody is, you know, somebody, and I know what the price of lumber was because I <laughs> built a house two years ago. Nobody's stroking a check to say, look, fire him now. Here's yeah. 15 million. Here, we owe him 50% within 60 days. Here is $7.5 million. Fire him now. Yeah. We're not doing that. We are taking a step back and we're and, saying, look, we, we know this is an, an, an untenable situation, but we need to, we know we screwed it up last time and we probably screwed up Gus a little bit too. Yeah. If we can line up behind getting rid of this guy, getting our new athletic director, getting our new athletic director, getting rid of Harson, getting the new guy and then lining up NIL there is no reason we can't compete in two years. Now it's going to take two years because you see what's what's going off of this roster and what's yeah. coming. There's literally almost nothing coming in right now. Yeah. Twenty twenty three. There are examples in the SEC right now, though, of year two with transfer portal. You can be successful. Yeah. I mean, the, oh sure. Uh, I mean, for sure. Two, year, two year undefeated two teams right now: been... Ole Miss and Tennessee are uh, year oh, two. Absolutely. Co- Year two, two has always been a 
a good benchmark, and and, and it's it's before transfers were a thing. It's before NIL. Um, Tommy Tuberville won the West in year two. Yep. Mark Rick won the entire conference, and if it hadn't been for losing the cocktail party, would have been undefeated in year two. Um, Nick Saban was undefeated going into Atlanta in year two. Do we have to um, talk about uh, the most famous year two on the Plains? Yeah, national championship in year two. And yeah, Gene that one wasn't really a bellwether for what was to come. But uh, actually, I think it is, isn't it? It's the transfer portal because you can literally turn turn around a roster that fast, and that was before transfers existed. Now we got know, that one transfer. Had but... been, somebody had been recruiting on the offensive line before then. Yeah, yeah, uh, I... but this is this is possible. You you get behind. You know we're and. You know, I, I like this, and and Ryan probably does too, that there's there's an engineer sitting in the president's chair, and he's he's got a plan in front of him, and he's working every step of that plan. Yeah, yeah. And, I, I, think, I think that may also be part of our problem in that why it's taking so long to hire an AD. Uh, just sit back and let us work the problem. Risk-averse, <laughs> risk I think. He's a... Uh... So... This is a good segue for, I guess, the, the last question here and what you and I were kind of debating earlier today, Chief. Yeah. Um, everybody's feeling antsy right now with Harson not being fired. We've we've already hit on that. What, if any, benefit do you think there is from firing him in season, whether that's next week, middle of November, before Western Kentucky, whenever, um, versus doing it post-Iron Bowl? I, I just... I think in seasons past, you can get a, you could get away with doing it like, okay, he lost the Iron Bowl Sunday, he's fired, then we start looking for a new coach. Um, but that that cuts, you know, at least a week of organizing to recruit for the home stretch. Um, I, I just don't think that you you wait till then. Um, I, I, with Chiswick, I and. and Tuberville both. I mean, people had this same kind of angst with them. And I, I at the time, I was just like, no, just there's no point in firing. Um, there was no portal then. Signing day wasn't until February then. Um, you know, it, it it was a whole different thing. And a lot of the people that really pushed for midseason firings back then seemed to come from a professional sports um mindset and that well you can just hire another guy and and when when football games right away uh and that's not the case and, and that's still not the case here like we're not dear god i hope we're not going to hire somebody mid-season uh, because the people that we could hire mid-season are not people i want anywhere near we're, we're not going to do the come. candidates list thing yet but there is yeah, yeah. one uh yeah good it's god. matt rule uh, which my two co-hosts here he is um, available <laughs> for a reason he's available for a um he's never hold it, off on a 10 minute <laughs> rant about it, how it, terrible anyone out there anyone out matt there rule that is. thinks matt rule is a good idea he never beat a ranked team as a college football head coach that's all you need to know stay away um i i think the benefit i i think i think he will be fired before the end of the season. I just 
I think it's going to happen. I think it's only a matter of time before the players are just done. Like it, the players didn't quit in 2008, the defense specifically until about halfway through that, halfway through that iron bowl. And then it was just like, they couldn't do any more to keep that team afloat. Mm -hmm. Um, but at some point, it, I, I just have to think it'll happen. They're they're just going to get worn out. You had a defensive lineman that played almost every single snap of an 80, yeah. 89 play. Five know, defensive lineman played last week. I mean, it, that that's it's just not. People are going to get hurt too. Um, it, it it's. I, I think. I think a lot of people are are, are like. Like you said, got a lot of angst. Why didn't we fire him yesterday? Or why didn't we fire him last week? Um, and I, I think some of that angst and, and comes from they just think we're not going to fire him. Um, I, I know there's got to be people that are just afraid he's going to win enough games to keep from getting fired. I don't, I don't think, think it's possible. I don't think it's possible. You could, I, it, we went out. I don't think he gets retained. Um, I, I just think there there's a lot of space between fired yesterday and fired after the iron bowl. Um, I, I think you, a timeline that I could very well see being played out. Um, we could possibly have an AD by next week, the end of next week. Um, you know, maybe we beat Arkansas. I, I don't see it, but maybe, um, you know, I'm not impressed. Burger and promo. So, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't see another. I, I don't know that I see another win on the schedule, and maybe it's yeah, fun. yeah. I, um, you know, I see maybe he loses that game, and maybe he still survives. I, I think you can. What what would make a lot of sense to me right now is getting to uh, past state. You know, he loses to Arkansas. He loses to state. I, I think. I, part of that is also I think there's a lot of people that need to – there's more people than you would like to think that need to see him lose to those teams to finally admit that this isn't working and it's not the booster's fault. Selfishly, um, the, the thing I don't want the most in this is for this to drag out into basketball season. I don't want those, well, I don't want those I mixing. Think, Just, no, it's I think it's going to – I think it might happen. I, uh, I think the, a, a likely scenario here – I mean, unless, unless the aforementioned – we get blown out at home or the, the players just have, obviously they can't do it anymore for this guy. Um, I don't even want to call it quitting. It's just, it would be hard to keep putting, you know, putting in the effort and losing games all the time um, where you fire him after state Arkansas A&M and let, Zach or whoever's the interim face Western Kentucky. And maybe, you know, you get a little bounce there. You can, you can avoid losing to Western Kentucky and then you play Alabama. That's a wash anyway. It's a way, um, you know, whatever. That's just a whatever thing. Um, and, and then You're talking about the, the football game we're playing on uh, St. Louis basketball weekend. Is that yes. That, okay. that one, that one. Uh, <laughs> um, and, and you know, that gives you two weeks to everybody knows you're looking for a football coach. You can put out official feelers to whoever you want. You can, you can even interview some people, um, especially coordinators. 
sort of. It's yeah, coordinators, yes, it's tough for um, sitting head coaches to get an interview in. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you could still do it, but you know, they have to be a little sneakier about it. Uh, but if Auburn, I mean, all, I, that goes back to Auburn has shown that they've been quiet, and and if they show that, then that will give agents trust. Also, you can do some Zoom interviews these days, and nobody will know about them. So um, I would not be surprised to see that happen, like initial interviews. You know, we wouldn't see it happen. But By I the would. way, Zoom interviews suck. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, they're hey, terrible. Uh, even Zoom, like, meet your new employers stink. <laughs> uh, but it gives you time to – assess and if anything i think we've seen that chris roberts needs time um now he wouldn't be the one doing the hiring he has to sign off on it so um i just i i can see a world where the ad moves swiftly a new ad moves swiftly i don't think he needs more evidence i mean if he's taking the job i assume that he has uh been able to gather that we have not been performing well uh for the last um uh, not quite 12 months yet, but you know, almost, I guess it is there about, it's about October I mean, is when we hit the skid, right? Uh, yeah. You, you all, come the in Ole Miss game you, was Halloween weekend. So yeah. You come in and you hit him with the, um, the two bobs. What, what would you say yeah. you should do here? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, uh, I, I, I take the reports from the engineers. Uh, Anyway, I, uh, I, I take the game plans from the coordinators. Yeah, and I give them to the players. Yes. Oh man, I'm a people person. Um, the uh, Ryan Office Space is a movie uh, uh, by the great Mike Judge uh, uh, of Beavis and Butthead fame, uh, or King of the Hill, maybe is one. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm a yeah, propane, uh, propane accessories man myself. Yeah, that you are. Um, I, you know, I, that, that's what I think the benefit, I think that was the question you asked of firing during the season is, is it gives you, especially if it's, you know, the last few games, it gives you, gives the players maybe a chance to have some moral, morale boosted a little bit and maybe get an easy win. It doesn't matter who it's against. If we see Auburn head coach, Zach Etheridge or Auburn head yeah. coach Carnell Williams win a football game. Will Friend or whoever did make it. Less so there. I mean, specifically yeah. a former yeah. football player. Oh, yeah, as okay. head coach. yeah I, I think um, a, I a think win against people. anybody is a good thing for the program. Yeah. Yeah. A, a An Auburn man has not won a game as a head coach since the 70s. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, I, I I think that's also a reason you uh, don't wait. Or, or that's a reason he has not been fired yet. I don't I don't mean this again. I don't mean to put down anybody. You don't want to staff. throw them under the bus. It's I don't think there's anyone on this staff capable of running a football team. And, and say what you will about Brian Harson uh, and and the things that he's done and the, his his shortcomings as Auburn's head coach. Um, I think he does know how to day-to-day run a football program. It's just it's not very well. 
he just not, does just not football know how program. to run a program in the SEC. Right. He is, uh, you know, the, the Peter principle says we all rise to the point of our incompetence, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Gene Chizik did it. He, mm-hmm. he did it <laughs> while also reaching the pinnacle of his profession, <laughs> but he rose to the point of his incompetence. And then his incompetence uh, dropped quite far because he's not doing so hot as a defensive coordinator right now. Well, oh. yeah. Because he's is he still this, trying to run Tampa things, up there? Things happen when you go to go to Carolina. Yeah, I, I Brian think... Harson thought that he could do this job, and I you know yeah. I I don't blame him for thinking that he yeah. could do this job, but he thought he could brute football man just coach his way out of this thing, and it doesn't work that way. He didn't. Yeah. He was like, well, I've coached in Arkansas before. I know what it's like in the South, and I've coached at Texas before. I know what it's like. No, you don't. I think he could have done this job 15 years ago or 20 years he, ago. Uh, uh, yeah, sure. He, he could have done this job around the – like if you plant Brian Harson instead of Tommy Tuberville in 1999 when there is no Nick Saban, when, yeah. it's, when it's Mike Dubose on the other side of the state from you, yeah, Brian Harson could have done this job. When it's yeah. – um, Oh gosh, that wasn't Goff. It was the guy. It was Jim Donnan. When Jim Donnan is the the coach at Georgia, when yeah. Jerry Donardo is the coach yeah. at LSU, yeah. yes, you can do this job. Yeah, I, I think um, I, th- I think that's the issue um, with why he hasn't been fired though is that they, we don't we don't have anyone that could clearly be a steady hand here. Um, I, I, and you don't want to give Zach Etheridge the interim title and then have him just eat a bunch of losses. Like, why, why would you do that? Why don't you make the guy making that you have to pay anyway? Um, sink or swim here. Uh, and then, you know, throw Zach a bone at the end of the year or Carnell or, or whoever it's going to be. And, you know, th- then you're not hurting them. The worst they could be is 0-2 as a head coach if you do that. Um, or and 0 and it, three, or whatever it is, there at the end of the season. And it could be that they have <laughs> that they've talked to Zach and have said, "Hey, if we fire him tomorrow, yeah, do you want the do you want to take the job and for the rest of the year?" And he's like, "I, I really don't." And and, and Zach probably knows that nobody's he's not look at this situation and, yeah. and judge him by it, right. Right, but you still don't want to be uh, and, and 0 and shouldn't. six or 0-5 as a head coach on your Wikipedia page. Right, exactly. And that's um, and, and, and honestly that's probably what it is, is it it's, it's I don't want I don't want to get stuck with that many that yeah. many losses. But if somebody looks up and saw I beat Western Kentucky and yeah. I one, lost one. Alabama, well, you know, hey <laughs> a, yeah. plenty of coaches that are that are much more accomplished at this point than Zach Etheridge. I've lost to Alabama yeah. before. Yeah, and I, you know, I think there's situations on teams where, you know, you can look at it and say, well, we got to fire this coach because this team's not playing for him. Um, the, you know, they're plenty talented enough. They're they're underperforming. I don't. I, I think this team is underperforming, but I don't think it's to a degree where you could expect a just a ton more 
with the you know without bringing in a whole new staff um or, mm-hmm. or mostly new staff to, to coach them and you know I, the that has to be in consideration uh by everyone involved uh way above my pay grade here i i, I mean just just based on the behavior um I guess you could take all this in a bad way. You could say Auburn's just being dilly-dallying. I'm sure some people think it's about money. I don't think this is about money at all. Um, I think we've got the money to pay this guy, and we've got the money for the next coach. There's no, there's no, uh, no worries there. Um, I I do think back to one of our inferences. um, You can infer pretty heavily that Rich McGlynn. And this is what your eight your interim AD should be. He's a uh, a guy just there to steer the ship, um, uh, just keep a hand on the wheel. And I mean, if something got real crazy, then he could make a you you let him fire him. Um, but but that also goes back to appearances. Like if Rich McGlynn, the guy that's been in Auburn forever, um, were to have fired. Harson after losing to Georgia, a superior team, um, then it looks like he just did the he finished the job that they started back in February or whatever. That 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 would be the narrative, and I think that's what they want to avoid. Um, you, you you just I in the beginning I thought oh yeah you let the interim AD fire him and then you just you know then you can wash your hands you bring the new AD in but I, it makes more sense to me not to do that from a from an external uh, or from a PR perspective because you don't want that guy just to be seen as the hatchet man that, that did the dirty work for your shady boosters or whatever. Um, and, and I know that might not, it might seem like what's the difference between that and the AD that you just hire? Well, the AD that you just hired went through an interview process. Uh, the the president of the university has approved him. The board of trustees has approved him. It's not, it, 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 it's different. It's just a different thing. And, and I guarantee you, Harson, well, I don't, maybe guarantee strong. I just can bet, I would bet money that Harson won't be fired even if he loses to Arkansas, unless it's by like, you know, 50 points or whatever at home. Um, I just I, I think that they'll we have enough time because the only thing and I've said this for over a month now the only thing we need to do is have a guy behind that podium I've been saying December first that essentially mean the same thing the before the weekend of the SEC championship you have to have a guy behind behind a podium as your coach yeah um, agreed. And that that's the only goal. As long as we stick to that timeline and don't get behind it, I, we're fine. I'm not going to panic. Um, it It's tough um, because, uh, especially on Saturdays, uh, the anger towards the guy coaching this football team, uh, it, it boils up. Um, and it, 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 it can simmer all week. I get it. Um, I don't, I mean, at this it's point, I, because this team hasn't quit. And yeah. Oh yeah. They, like they, like they, I said, they at the big top so of the hard. show, I I've checked out and this team hasn't. Yeah. So yeah, more play, power to them. And I hate it. 
uh, you know, after the LSU game, James was furious because they played so well. Yeah, they played really hard. And yeah, the, the crowd was into it. Like there, there's, there, there's nothing. I, I don't. I hate the rambling here. I, I don't want the the narrative at at any point to be this team quit or that, um, the 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 fans stop. You know, quit. The fans have been toxic. Fans have supported the team. Um. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's not really like, there's no like chance. Like, there's nothing in that 80 something thousand stadium. Nobody's getting stadium. booed pregame. Nobody's getting booed. Like, no. it's not. Uh, and I can tell you, it's 80 20 people. This fan base is 80 20. This is over. Uh, and that might be generous to, to, to Coach Harsh. Uh, it might be more like 90-10 or 95-5. Um, and I don't want the narrative to be that the boosters screwed this guy over. This guy screwed himself over before all that stuff in February happened. He had, The reason it happened was because, yes, they did not want this guy to be hired, but they did eventually sign off on it. They paid his bills. Mm-hmm. He was given every chance in the world to succeed, and through he, he did what he did for the last five games last year, and then yeah. he whiffed in the portal for early signing day, and then didn't have anything really lined up for regular signing day, which is actually not real signing day. Early signing day is real signing day now, so yeah. it, it was over then, and so so. That did not affect what we've seen on that. That's not why this has failed. This has failed because Brian Harson was not capable of this doing this job. That's that's it. I I don't even I don't even know if he's a bad football coach. He's was a good offensive coordinator, as far as I can tell. Um, he had success. He was in the position he was in for a reason, but he was not capable of doing this job. No. Full stop. I think that's a good spot to end. Yeah. Keep on cocking. 